Um, right, why can't I get the... Oh, hang on. You are on the wrong microphone again, aren't you? No, I'll put it on the right one. I know you're on the wrong one. Your mouse is a clicking. But I'm doing it. Oh. I'm trying to get the... Uh, right. There you are. Is that working now? Well, I think it is. Yeah, it sounds okay. Yeah, we'll check it out. F hell. You're not doing this just before you put it on. Oh, I've not had a really good mood anyway. Oh. <clears throat> I've got to get rid of this money. I've tried spending these. You know, it's ridiculous. Oh, sorry, dogs. No, it's a, sorry, it's just 5p. Uh, right, okay, what are we going to do today? Do you know, I haven't really thought anything. Um, I should have done it. This line's very tinny. Is it? Oh, right, yeah. okay. Hopefully that's better. Hmm. I've clicked on both microphones. That's better. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's much better now. <laughs> okay, good. Good, 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 good. Right, well, where do we start? On the James Whale radio pad. Oh, f***. Uh, so, yeah, I'm tired. I'm fed up. Would you like me to come round and give you another back rub? No, I certainly wouldn't. F*** off. Okay, right. <clears throat> uh, so here we are. Welcome to the James Well Radio Podcast. Uh, and, uh, of course, all I want to say about the royal, uh, the new royal baby is how pleased I am and what a cracking couple they are, how pro-royalist I am. In fact, I've upset all the uh, organizations who pretend or say they are Republicans. There's nothing worse and more ugly than a person who says they're a Republican. I mean, they really are the most miserable gits I've ever met. You know, going, oh, the royal family costs us too much. The royal family as an amazing institution over the thousands of years that we've managed to keep one in place, unlike other countries. And although our royal family is a figurehead for the nation, it does give us, if you like, a security valve against the politicians. And f*** me, we need one at the moment. But uh, I, I, I just, you know, I cannot understand the mentality uh, of somebody like Danny Baker. Now, I've, I've met Danny Baker. I know Danny Baker. I don't know him very well. Um, I don't think I would say he and I would uh, would really get on. <clears throat> in fact, I'll tell you a funny story, actually. Well, we didn't, we, uh, back in the day when uh, the James Whale radio show, which was on television, started in Yorkshire, there was a, a late-night program on the rest of the ITV network called The Night Network, and it was partly hosted by Danny Baker and a few other people. And I thought, I can't remember much about it, to be honest, except the, the James Whale radio show produced by Yorkshire Television actually knocked f***ing spots off the stuff that they were doing in London. And so uh, ITV... Um, asked us to take over the whole network, <clears throat> which we did. That's when the show became a national show. And I remember having to go down, or I was didn't have to go down. I was asked if I'd go down and uh, appear on the night network to promote my show, which was taking over from it. And uh, I remember having 
having a less than <laughs> less than um, welcoming chat with Danny Baker then. Um, but, you know, Danny Baker has always uh, assumed that he is the uh, godsend of the media and, uh, and the radio lovey and uh, all the BBC go on. It's like the king's new suit of clothes. I never found it very funny or very entertaining. But some people do. I'm sure some people do. BBC bosses think he's wonderful. But obviously he doesn't have very good judgment, does he? I don't think for one minute he's racist. I really don't. Um, I hope he's not. Anyway, uh, he's a big fan of Millwall Football Club, mind you. But he must be f***ing stupid. Not only was it nasty and horrible and had racist connotations, which he says he didn't realise, but just to sort of... If, if, if I was a famous person and I had a, just had a new baby and somebody put a photograph out saying uh, the new whale baby and it was a couple of people with a chimpanzee, not that I have anything against chimpanzees, but I would have found that really f***ing rude. And he thinks it's funny. So he's got a very warped sense of humour. I imagine, though, the BBC will find a reason to hire him back because, of course, he is a BBC lovey. But uh, it's, 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 it, he doesn't seem to understand it. Uh, you know, I, I have been done for all sorts of things in my broadcasting career. And when I'm in the wrong, I've always found the best thing to do is to be contrite and uh, put your hands up. You know, did you shag this woman? Yes, I did. I shouldn't have done, but I did. Mind you, I have to admit that when uh, when the previous owners of Talk Radio, who are not the owners now, which is the reason I'm back on Talk Radio, uh, because the people who used to own it before, who bought it uh, from Kelvin McKenzie in the first place, couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. Uh, and they all went back to Northern Ireland, I think. Um, I was uh, I was sacked for impeaching the purder of a which is, a perder is, is what they call it, when you're not supposed to show any political allegiance uh, in broadcasting media in a run-up to an election. And actually I didn't, but uh, because the then programme director sent out an email with the wrong dates on. But hey-ho, anyway, uh, then he sacked me. He said, oh, you, you said you were going to support... Boris Johnson in the London mayoral races and some prat in Birmingham complained. Just one person, by the way, complained. Uh, and I said I was going to support him because Ken Livingstone uh, was being supported by Gordon Brown. And I said, you, needed, you need just as big a personality to support Boris Johnson, the other person standing for line. So I think I'll do it myself. And that was it. It was supposed to be a joke, uh, which I thought was quite funny. And um, I, got, I got sacked for that. Uh, but... The, the then company didn't handle it very well, handle it very well, and I got very annoyed with them. And uh, the rest is history, actually. But I'm very happy to be back on talk radio, being managed beautifully uh, by the, in fact, nearly the same, because I think uh, Rupert Murdoch had uh, an involvement in talk radio when Kelvin was running it. Anyway, I've never really talked about that before, have I? Then I went to work on another radio station and uh, had different experiences, which is all part of life's rich fabric. But going back to Danny Baker, I just think he was a twat and uh, deserved everything he got. Yet he doesn't seem to see what he's done wrong, which I find more annoying. And, and said that, you know, he would have uh, sent a, a picture like that to a, a member of his family if they'd had a baby. I just think that's f***ing rude. I mean, 
I'm supposed to be the one who's a bit edgy and whatever, but I wouldn't be rude about somebody's baby and said it looks like a monkey, would you? Definitely not. No. F***ing twat. Anyway, uh, so I wasn't going to talk about that, but there we are. It's uh, pretty big in the news at the moment. Uh, welcome to the programme. Uh, in a report out recently, 66% of cyclists said they felt unsafe on the, sh- on the roads of this country. So I have a suggestion. Fucking give up your bikes. This kind of everybody's got to ride a bike uh, phase we're going through at the moment, where if you are in the capital, and I'm glad I don't live in London, but when you go into London and if you're there at sort of rush hour, it's like mad packs of marauding idiots. Because first of all, they're all racing each other, even if they don't mean to. Uh, And they're looking at the ground. They're not looking in front of themselves. Cyclists are a nuisance. I don't mind, you know, people have the freedom to do whatever they want. But uh, mass cycling in built-up cities is just stupid. I'll tell you something else that's stupid. These f***ing stupid flashing lights that they have on. They have them on their handlebars. They have them on their helmets. Then they have little cameras on to try and get people who, uh, who do mad things. Most of them don't wait at traffic lights. Most of them have no idea what traffic is around them because they wear headphones, a lot of them. And the flashing lights at night should be banned. They are an absolute nuisance. They're a hazard because they they obstruct your vision at night. And the flashing lights are very, very damaging. And why nobody stopped them, I have no idea. There will be an almighty crash one day caused by these flashing lights which obscure your vision. Ridiculous. And, you know, if you're going to ride a bike, then you pay attention to the road. And and I've said for a long time, if you're going to ride a bike, you have to wear a high-visibility vest with a, a number on so you can be traced if there is a problem, like everybody else. Then you would ride responsibly. And don't blame the motorist the whole time. I spend my life driving in London trying to avoid bloody sight. I don't want to hit one. Could you imagine how that's going to ruin your life if you hit one? I don't want to go anywhere near them. And the fact they kind of cut in beside you, squeeze down beside the car. One the other day who uh, knocked or nearly knocked off one of my uh, wing mirrors. Mind you, I won't do it again. I'll put the fear of what's it into him. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I put the fear of Mickey Mouse into the window down and said, I can't tell you on this. I said it would really quite vulgar. I can't believe I even said it. I can't believe I even thought the things that came out of my mouth. He went off. Can you, you could say them to me and I'll beat them out. <clears throat> no, I'm not going to. Anyway, so cyclists uh, who feel unsafe on the roads then don't go on the roads. And by the way, cycling clubs that seem to get permission, who gives them permission to ride in marauding packs on country roads at the weekend when those of us who live in the country uh, have to go about our business so the roads are closed down? You know, and I, I saw a cyclist the other day go past someone on a horse. The, the, the horse rider was trying to slow them down but they weren't paying any attention and they were far too close to the horse and uh, and the silly c- actually rang his bell. Well, he had one on the bike. Lots of them don't as he went past. Cyclists, you are not saving the planet. You are just making life miserable for everybody else. Obviously, there are exceptions to this rule, but it seems to me not very many. And if you don't like it, you know what you can do. You can email me, jameswellradio at gmail.com. And if you can put up a good argument against mine, I would be delighted. 
I'm always fascinated, by the way, when you kind of send threats and things like that. Do you know, cyclists get really upset. They get really upset. Uh, and now have a piece of your own, uh, your own what's it. So what else is going on? Uh, the Church of England have uh, been given a real bollocking, and quite right too. You know my views on religion. Uh, and the Church of England have uh, obviously been more concerned about their image than getting to the bottom of, uh, of sexual crimes. What, and this is the question nobody's asking I have. What is it about religions that makes the people involved in them want to commit these sort of sexual crimes, usually a, a, a against young people and people who are, are not very worldly wise? You know, most religions, whether you're a Muslim or a Christian, and you go on and on about everybody else's sex life, and there you are shagging anything that moves. Why? No, oh, waiting. Come on, why? You can't f***ing answer, can you? No, but you'll sort of uh, you'll be all very pious and uh, say, "Why don't you come to church on Sunday? Why don't you fuck off?" When are we going to separate church and state in this country? I really do not like this being a Christian country, and the one thing that upsets me about the poor royal family that they have to be the head of the Church of England, and I blame Henry VIII. You can't. Why not? He's dead. I still blame him. Well, he won't care, will he? It doesn't mean because you're dead you can't be blamed. Well, it's pointless, though, isn't it? He's not around. Well, it is pointless because, you know, but still. And then there's this appalling attack by some racist assholes. Because I don't like religion, but I, I actually support the right of people to believe whatever they want, as long as you don't try and inflict it on the rest of us. Or you don't try and sort of um, go around trying to kill people who aren't of your own religion. Uh, and it's, you know, this is all religions. There's nutty Muslims about at the moment, but there have been nutty Christians. In fact, there are. You see some of them hanging around outside of, of abortion clinics. In America, they go, they oh, just bizarre. You believe in something that's lovely and loving and, well, good, I'm glad for you, I'm happy for you. You can be as deluded as you like as long as you don't want to delude anyone else. Great, you carry on. But these arseholes went into a, into a mosque in North London, just coming out on the news at the moment. With a, It wasn't with a gun, but they went in with a gun which turned out to be a, a starting pistol or something like that. I mean, but they, if we catch them, and hopefully we do, 10 to 15 years for doing that, easily, easily. But, you know, and, and the rise of the extreme right wing at the moment... Apparently, Tommy Robinson uh, is upset because he did want a career in the media. <laughs> you see that bit on Twitter where he's trying to uh, intimidate a, a young guy and uh, and then he puts his milkshake over his head. I saw the milkshake bit, yeah. It was quite funny, has to be said. And he's pretending to be a, an investigative reporter. No, not funny, Tommy. Not funny at all. Nasty, in fact. You know, I mean, people have a right to believe whatever they want. And people who, uh, you know, I look like a thug. All right, apparently I look like a nightclub bouncer. And people make a, a, a assertions about people because of the way they look or the color of their skin or the way their hair's cut. When is mankind going to wake up? No answer. Rob, you're very quiet. No answer at all. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not having a good day. Why? I don't know, I'm just not having a good day. I don't know, you wake up one day and you think today's not going to no, be a good you're day. you're probably going through the menopause. Can that happen? 
Yeah, for you, yeah, Cam. I have to wonder why it's called the menopause as well. The men are on pause. You're not allowed to uh, go near the women. Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a bit of a worry. Most women uh, that I might be attracted to in the future would be of that sort of age. I'm permanently on pause. Are you? Yes. Well, apparently over 50s are getting more rampant. Well, I've only got five years left then to wait. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, but, you know, I'd be very careful because sexually transmitted diseases are more of a problem for the over 50s now than anyone else. Well, that's just pissed on my chips then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the younger Brits uh, are not having nearly as much sex as they used to because they're so busy with whatever. Uh, didn't stop the rest of us, but uh, apparently uh, those of you who are under 50 are not really shagging anywhere near as much as you should be. So it's not really that great anyway, is it, really? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I'm not really missing much. I don't Aren't think. you? No. no. I must have some problem then. You wait all year for it and then it finally happens and then, you know, after 15 minutes of huffing and puffing, you know, you're knackered. Yeah. All you want to do is sleep, you know. It's just... Mm. Well, 15 minutes of huffing and puffing seems a very short amount of time to huff and puff. But anyway, um, <clears throat> maybe you should get lessons. Have you thought about sex lessons or not? Just got no interest in it, really. I mean, no. Okay. Well, I was talking to a sex expert on my uh, radio show on talk radio the other day, and she said, "Of course, what we do forget is how important self-sex is." Oh, I do plenty of that. Yeah, she just dropped that in like that. Self-sex, sort of nine o'clock in the evening, and I and I thought she was very uh, uh, an elder lady, and she was talking very sensibly about it. And I thought, yeah, that's good. I said because a lot of people uh, again we go back to the f***ing religious twats. You know, there are people who are left in, uh, go to a Catholic school, they think they're all going to go blind or get blisters all over their hands. That's not true. I can confirm that. And that's only the women. <laughs> I mean, that only takes two minutes, doesn't it? I mean, you can do that several times a day. You don't get so knackered. Well. A muscle in my thumb is getting a bit stiff. I've dislocated one of my fingers. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that's what it is. Well, I've got arthritis in it, maybe, from from years of toxophily. You need to start, you know, getting your fingers doing some uh, exercises. Yeah, no, I have. Don't worry, I've been there. I've been there. Loosened them up. Loosen <laughs> the fingers? Or... Mm. Okay. Yeah, I got a bit of trouble the other day. We were talking about, I don't know how we, we started doing this on my radio show, talking about handshakes. And I said, because I... I, I <laughs> well, well, hang I on interviewed. Did you say... What? Handshakes or handshanks? Handshakes. Okay, carry on. Because there is nothing worse than a floppy hand. Have you ever had that where you go to shake somebody's hand and it feels like it's not connected to anything? It's all it's all limp and weak and and squadgy. Have you ever felt that? I have shaken a few uh, floppies before. Yes. And I was just saying that I interviewed David Cameron once um, before he became Prime Minister. He was on his going round and came in, and and uh, his hand was one of the. It's a it's a, a real a real toss up between him and Tony Hall, the Director General of the BBC at the moment. Till I take over, they're uh, both limp, very limp, and there really is no excuse because you know having a limp handshake is just your mind. 
thinking that, you know, I don't, I don't know what he did. Why would you go all floppy when embracing another person? Why would you do that? That is true, yeah. You can use your mind to make it go stiffer, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is no excuse. You know, anybody can get stiff if they wanted to. Hmm. Use your last two to three minutes. Yeah. So anyway, so David Cameron and Tony Hall, two people that I have encountered. I mean, it might just be me. They might just not wanted to give me a stiff one. Well, that's uh, not very fair, is it? I mean, I've probably given a few others stiff ones. Why pick on you? I don't know. I know. Is it when somebody decides they're not going to not going to squeeze you with a, with a sort of uh, the squeeze that you deserve? Is that because they they don't like you particularly? I don't know. I mean, but I, I just I'm just telling people if we ever get to a situation to shake, please make yours hard. Have you ever encountered one where they really squeeze you hard? I've got a friend called Chris who does that, and that really annoys me. I had to, I had to say to him. Don't, don't do that. You know, because he wants to squeeze it as hard as he can. That is just somebody who lacks self-confidence and has to show off. I don't like a squeezer. No, I don't like a squeezer. I don't mind. uh, Women shake much better than men, you know. They give you a, a, a good firm grip. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that as well. What, a good firm grip? Off a lady, yeah. Why don't you spend this afternoon going round and just when you see a woman, just say, can I shake? I mean, do, do it in a nice and charming. Well, well you, you know, when you're in your shop. Can I have a shake off you? That, that's basically what you're saying, is it? Well, I wouldn't put it rather in, because that was a smutty way you put that. I've got, I was blessed with fairly small hands. Firm, and they can do the business, but they're small. <sighs> well, I've learned quite a lot. All my friends, we all either kiss or we shake in a, in a, a good way. It's just one mate who's got this this wish of trying to sort of... I've told him about it before. I would imagine you go in for the kiss first and then allow the shake to happen. No, I do the shake first and then do the kiss. Well, you could kiss and shake. And quite often, I only do the kiss and shake with a bloke and I only do the kiss with a lady. I'm confused. Okay. I mean, sometimes ladies don't like to shake, and they'd rather just kiss. Um, listen, a couple of uh, a couple of mentions on Twitter for the show. Uh, Linda Jenking, hello, Linda, uh, who is uh, stuck in the eighties. She says, uh, listening to your podcast, funny and very sweary. You naughty man! I don't fucking swear. She said, you cuss even more than I do. I have to say, there is something very, very sexy about a lady who says fuck a lot. Uh-huh. Villarch. Villarch on, uh, on Twitter also said, uh, your podcasts are brilliant, very funny, and your frequent outbursts of bad language crack me up. You're not afraid. I mean, it's just me. I mean, isn't it? Isn't the fact is that we all pretend that we don't use language like that, and yet most of us do. You know, it's just one of those things. Not when children are present, though. Well, no, I tend not to when children. I, I tend not to do it with people I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you have you to know. know I tend to not to be me with somebody I don't know, uh, which is why I don't do it on the radio because a, people get very upset and uh, I've not been formally introduced to a lot of the people who are listening. Yeah, this is like a close 
knit community, this podcast, isn't it? Well, yeah, you don't have to listen to the podcast. It's not, you know, but turning the radio on, you might just turn it on by mistake and then I wouldn't want to be saying, oh, fuck off. Apart from all the radio stations that do put the show out. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, you uh, hopefully you edit them out. Oh, I do my best to beat them. Good, good, good. Otherwise, I'm going to go and send Mickey Mouse around to sort you out. <sighs> okay. Can we, can we move well, on? Well, the rain me? is beginning to stop. Moving on? Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, moving on, okay. Well, moving on, actually, uh, I think we should talk a little bit about this uh, ridiculous idea. Apparently, they're going to try and refreeze some of the polar ice caps. That would take a big fridge. Well, I think what they're going to do is put stuff up in the... Um, they're going to put stuff up in the uh, the atmosphere to try and deflect some of the sunshine, and then they're going to uh, get huge hoses pissing up into the uh, clouds to form uh, water vapour that turns into snow over. The, and, and it is just the most ridiculously stupid. It's a lot of scientists who are trying to find ways of getting more money from governments, isn't it? You just put loads of dust into the atmosphere, don't you? And that's the way to do it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the polar... The, if you were to affect the polar caps and change the weather, how do you know that's going to change for the... the can we not just... Look, the two things. Can we stop polluting the planet, all right? Let us put all our attentions into getting rid of plastic, uh, to not Brits not to drop their litter everywhere and everything. Can we clean it up that way, first of all? Can we clean up the dirty factories that pump all the shit out into the atmosphere? Let's do all of this. Um, but, you know, I drive a diesel car. I was talking to Quentin Wilson, the motoring expert, the other day on the show. And he said, you know, th th this is ridiculous. They've, they've demonized diesel. Uh, you're not demonizing cows, although, of course, some people are. And all the CO2 that we are pumping into the atmosphere um, is should be absorbed by the trees. They're also talking about making uh, forests of pretend trees. They're just sort of things that would absorb the, the CO2 or the, whatever it is, the stuff that goes out that needs to be absorbed, the plants do. Um, yes, that thing, yes. You see, all this tinkering around, it could, could have some sort of effect on the climate. I don't know. But the climate is going to change. And the fact there are so many flipping human beings now on the planet... That is causing the problems because it's what we are doing. So the only way to really attack climate change, in my view, is to actually say to people, well, you know, we don't need large families anymore. We need to try and cut back the... And what will happen if we don't, then nature will take over and we'll do something to cut back the amount of human beings living on this planet because nature always ends up protecting itself, doesn't it? China used to... Uh curb the number yeah. of people but then yeah. they reversed it just recently well i think they were running out of um uh i've got a little bird nesting just outside the window here which is really nice a lot of garden birds oh i upset everybody about my views on cats quite justified i think if you've got a cat coming into your garden you don't want it there i think you'd, anyone would be upset well yeah uh, attacking the birds and decimating the bird population uh, and and I pure, I have nothing against cats, by the way. I prefer animals to a lot of people. I just happened to make... Did I do this on the podcast last week? You did, yes. All right, I don't need to redo it again then. Uh, but a lot of people got very upset about it. Like, 
<laughs> on social media. Well, if you're a cat owner, look after your pussy. Do not allow it out to roam on its own. Um, so, yeah, uh, so I think this is trying to sort of refreeze the polar ice caps. Uh, and as I understand it, the polar ice caps are just the remnants of the last ice age. Um, before the ice age, there was no snow and ice at the either end of the planet. Quinton Wilson, he's, he's the guy that invented the personalised number plate, isn't he? I don't know, is he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, right. I thought they were invented long before. No, no, he went to the government and said you should start selling personalised number plates. When he, I think it was back in the day when he was in Top Gear. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think because the government used to take any that that looked wrong or could be, you know, they, they withheld them, didn't they? Yeah, they just didn't give them out. Yeah, like C-A-R-1 or whatever. C C A R Car One. I'm just. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, no. Car One. Never mind. Car mm. Car One. Have you got a personalised number plate? Yeah, my kids bought it for my birthday. Oh, that's nice. Years ago, mm. you can pick them up quite cheap nowadays. I think they paid about 150 quid for it. It's not particularly. It's just I put it on the car I've had for 20 years. Why not? So nobody's going to point at the car and say, oh, that's old. Yeah, it does de-date your car, yes. Hmm. Um, so uh, can we leave the, the planet? If we just human beings became a little more concerned about everything rather than just themselves, we would be better off. But this this bunch of, of nutters who want us to go back to the Middle Ages and live in, you know, uh, without eating this and out doing that and, and, and walk everywhere or use the bloody bikes everywhere, uh, it's just not on. And then they turn around. They do seem to have the, uh, the the attention of politicians who are thick and stupid, in my view, most of them at the moment. Do you know, I was, I'm, and, and I've got a couple of friends who are MPs, but there was a really good story out, and it's kind of lost traction amongst everything else. 377 members of parliament, including cabinet ministers, including Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson, um, have had their parliamentary credit cards suspended. Oh. One minister had it suspended for, for using it to pay her Amazon subscription. Amazon Prime, you mean? Whatever. I don't know. But your parliamentary credit card for parliamentary work and expenses is not to be used on things for your home. And I don't agree with pol – I think we pay politicians too little. I think we should pay uh, uh, more money, and I think we should cut back on uh, chief executives of councils who earn more than the prime minister. I don't think anybody in the public sector, in the public service, should be earning more than the prime minister. Uh, I think it needs to have a whole rework, and then we might attract some better people into politics in this country. It's all the um, extra work they get outside of – their current well, they sh yeah. well, they shouldn't have time to do that. Uh, 377, over half the members uh, of our, our uh, House of Commons have had their parliamentary credit card suspended, right, for, mm. for malpractice. Now, IPSA, which is the organisation uh, that was set up after the other expenses scandal, has been caught trying to hush this whole thing up but uh, it was taken under a Freedom of Information Act to a judge by the Telegraph. The judge overruled Ipsa and said, I'm sorry, people have a right to know this. Ipsa said, well, it might actually embarrass the members of parliament. 
bloody good job too. And it might only be a few quid here and a few quid there, but that is not the point. The point is it is not a card for you to spend on, I don't know, getting your TV what's it? Oh, talking about TV, by the way. Yeah. I'm getting more and more and more angry about paying a f***ing television license. Just get someone else to pay it for you. I'm not paying it at all. Obviously, I wouldn't illegally watch the television whilst it's still a legal requirement to do so. But I think in Holland, was it Holland or was it, I can't remember, one country, where the people just didn't buy a TV license and the government couldn't force everybody. They just, everybody stopped. And so they had to cancel it. You might get into trouble for that, though. What? Inciting people to not pay their TV license. Well, I'm not suggesting, I'm not inciting anybody. I'm just telling you what happened in, I think it was Denmark or Holland. I'm not encouraging or telling people to do anything illegal. I wouldn't dream of it. So I should pay for my TV license then? Well, if you watch television, obviously it's a legal requirement, but I think it should be stopped. I don't actually understand why I have to pay money to the BBC who can then go and make money out of uh, selling programs that I've helped fund to other countries and then they keep the money. I am obviously a shareholder. Why am I not getting some money back? Yeah, it is a co-op, isn't it? You should get yeah. your uh, dividends back. Well, they were talking about the fact that the government saying, uh, or the BBC is saying it can't afford to give free TV licenses to the over-75s anymore. And if the government want to do that, they should fund it. Um, and the, the, nobody should pay a TV license. The BBC doesn't need to be as big as it. It doesn't need to have that massive place up at Regent Street, which they've spent billions on. The BBC needs a couple of channels, a radio, a TV. Uh, I'd keep the local radio stations because they're doing things that the commercial sector cannot and couldn't do, including hiring people who are completely f***ing useless. Um but I don't see why they need to be in competition with the commercial sector when they are being funded by the public. How does that work? Sky aren't? No. <clears throat> right. So I think it is time for the debate to come back now. Uh, and the amount of money we all pay out every... Uh, I mean, you could put that onto the council tax and we could be doing all sorts of great things, couldn't we? See, I've stopped watching a lot of the BBC now. Yeah, but I, uh, Line of Duty was great. I'm, I'm afraid I, I got into that. Although the last episode was shit. Yeah, I've never not seen that. I, I've stopped watching mm. EastEnders, even though Adrian Edmondson is now a, uh, a cast member. Really? He's got, yeah, so I might start watching it again for that. Well, EastEnders, I've, not, I've hardly ever seen EastEnders or Coronation Street. The only the only soap I used to do, so I, I used to like Neighbours when I was very young. And it was on the BBC, and I I used to uh, like uh, Emmerdale, but you know, since I work at a time when it's difficult to do that, I don't really see anything anymore. I used to watch Question Time, but now Fiona Bruce is sort of uh, chairing it. I don't think she's very good, is she? No, she can't control anybody. No, but she tries to look hard, and that doesn't work when you try and look like it doesn't work. Do you see Last Nights? No. With Nigel Farage on it. No. Oh, it was terrible. Why? Well, it was just everyone shouting and hurling abuse at each other. <laughs> was Nigel being rude? He's not normally rude. No, no, Nigel was uh, quite restrained. Mm. It was that uh, Anna Subri that was uh, getting out of control. Has she gone a bit funny? She says she's gone a bit out of control. Yeah. Who was she shouting out? But anybody that moved. 
Oh, right. Okay. I used to present a TV show with her. That's right, you did. Mm. I wonder if we've got any on the uh, website. What was it called? Uh, Central Weekend. Central Weekend. I haven't put them up on the website, but I have got all the tapes. Yeah. Just find the bits. And I'm I'm pretty sure uh, I used to do something with Esther McVeigh. can't remember what it was now. Yeah, I've got those tapes as well. With Esther McVeigh. Mm. She's put herself forward to become the, the next Prime Minister. We, we might find something in the closet. Yeah, have a look, see what you can find. Dig up some dirt. Well, no, well that would be unfair. I wouldn't dream of doing that. Um, anyway, listen, uh, I can't think of anything to do. I think we cancelled the podcast this week. Have, uh, have you got anything to do? No, I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got a little bit of tech talk I can talk about. Uh, well, go on, fill in five minutes and that might be enough. Uh, the, the Germans uh, are putting overhead wires over their roads to charge the uh, trucks on the highways. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? That's going to look shit, isn't it? It's like dodgems on the highway. <laughs> God damn. So, uh, yeah, they're doing that. 600 volts on cabling above the uh, road so the uh, trucks can get power to charge their batteries. If I could come back in 500 years' time, I would be fascinated to see uh, if man is still alive. What was that? Jaeger and... No, what was it? In the year 2525. If man is still alive. It was a song. It was a hit in the 70s. Was it Jaeger and Evans? I don't know, but I've heard the the, uh, the title before. Mm. Well, that... Yeah. I mean, look at what's happened in our short lifetime. Uh, computers, mobile phones, how life has suddenly changed, social media. I mean, just bizarre. In the last 20 years, things have changed. So if we don't blow ourselves up or we don't f*** up the the planet by trying to save the world or an asteroid hasn't hit us, I wonder how we... Because I think man will change, the, the physiology will change because of the way human beings are living now. I think, you know, their ability to breathe in some of the chemicals in the air will uh, will be better. And their their people eat other sorts of food. You know, this all you've got to you've got to cram in at least fifteen portions of fruit and vegetables a day. People just don't do that. I've had one I've had some baked beans. I might eat a banana later, that'll be probably it. I haven't had anything to eat today. And you're still alive. I mean, you know, nothing in new functions, but you're still going. Um so I, I wonder if you come back in 500 years, what human beings will look like? Well, I've got some uh, exciting news from, uh, is it Jeff Bezos? Who? He, he's the guy that uh, is the CEO of uh, Amazon, the, one of the richest men in the world, or probably the richest man in the world. Yeah. He's uh, going right. to be uh, going to the moon in, by 2024, landing on it with humans again. So he'll, they'll be able to... Uh, Why? redo what the uh, NASA specialists did back in the day when they successfully landed on the moon and wandered around. Can anybody go to the moon? Oh, yeah. Do you not have to have permission to go to the moon? Nobody owns the moon. Really? No. You do know that if anything happened on the moon, if there was a problem with the moon, uh, it would destroy the planet. We would just burn up if the moon wasn't where it is. We'd have no tides, so that would screw up the... um, Tidal power scheme, wouldn't it? Yeah, but we would also have no night and day. The planet Earth would still rotate round the sun. I'm not sure it would. But it might not... Because I think if the moon wasn't there, we would 
probably crash out of orbit. Anyway, don't need to worry about that because there is a huge asteroid heading this way in 10 years. But that's just going to sort of just miss us. Well, they're not sure. They're saying that, but they are frantically working out how they can nudge it. If they, if they nudge it now, in a... About 20 years' time, it'll be out of its original orbit and heading towards planet Earth again, possibly. Oh, well, they've they've calculated that in 66 years' time, this particular one that might miss us in 10 years will definitely not miss us in 66 years. Well, then nudge it in 66 years' time, then. Well, that's what they're trying to do now. They're, they're working on it. But they don't want to talk about it too much because it would upset everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah. Windows, hello. Have you? Fit, are you? Are we doing tech talk now? Yeah, we, we, we've been doing it for a long time. Oh right, okay, yeah. Hello, Windows, hello. It's uh, has now become a uh, FIDO two certified authenticator, so there'll be no more passwords soon. You'll just look at things. Yeah, good, because I can never remember them. Yep, and the passwords are insecure, but your face is mm. slightly more secure. Than a password. I am getting fed up with these uh, f***ing foreigners ringing me and uh, to tell me that my uh, uh, computer's not working and can they get into it. And I mean, just ridiculous sorts of things. And none of them speak English very well. Do they really think we're going to be taken in? Is anybody taken in by these twats? I just play porn down the phone to them. I actually do say some pretty disgusting things down the phone. But I've been getting a call every day at the same time. So am I just on a list now somewhere? It's computer-generated dialer, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you pick it up and there's no one there. And if you, uh, if you do the callback thing, it, uh, it just doesn't come up. Yeah, well, I, I caught out. Um, you know, I had that little bump in my car, even though I wasn't in the mm. car. Um, because I hired a car from a, a car rental company, they knew that <laughs> I had a bump in the car because my car was going in to be fixed. So that yeah. hire company gave all my details out to all those ambulance chasers. But because I can't 100% prove it, I won't mention the hire company name, but I won't be using mm. it again. Good. Well, I got, funny enough, I got a phone call from, uh, again, they're all foreign. Uh, so I'm just calling you about your accident um, that you had. I, and I haven't had an accident. And uh, I said, oh, yeah. I played along with it for a while because I was feeling in a rather devious way. And this woman was just going, oh, yeah, well, we've got the... And she must have... In the end, I think... I said, do you really think I'm f***ing taking you serious, you stupid... Anyway, I can't tell you what I call the person. Yeah, well, I do the same. I keep them on the line. And right at the very mm. end, I go, but I wasn't in the car. <laughs> Which means they can't, <laughs> I can't get any personal injury claim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have they got nothing better to do? And if people are... I suppose if people are stupid enough to take be taken in by them, but then some people are quite greedy, aren't they? And they think they might get some money for nothing. Mm. I know it's the um, the hire company because they said, you're taking mm. your car in on Monday to be... Uh, so they knew all the details. It wasn't just out yeah. of the blue I was getting phone yeah. calls saying, have you ever been involved in it? They knew mm. when yeah. and where I was taking my car in and why I was taking my car in, but they just didn't know mm. the facts of I wasn't in the car. But they were if I find them. anybody selling my stuff, uh, or I'm going to really, I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass them over every form of media I can. You know the 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 D, DVLR used to. I don't know if they're doing it now. I think they were stopped selling everybody's details. 
You still can get uh, details on DVD, yeah. I think it's £4, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's how car these stupid car parking firms can get all your details. Mm. Oh, I got two parking tickets last week. I'm really, really angry. Because now they've imposed these, these really, in my high street, you, you know, you can't put any money in it. And I, actually, it should be free because they want people to go and shop in the high street. I just go to the supermarket now. Them. They can all they can all go broke. I don't give a shit. You know, you can't park. Why would you stay there? And when you park for two minutes, you have to do this telephone parking, and it's too confusing. It takes too long. And I popped into a shop to buy a loaf of bread. Seriously, this is what I did. Come back out. I've got a fucking sixty pound fine. Oh God. Hang on. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I just? Um, yeah, go for it. Tara. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. Um, I'm just setting up some of today for tomorrow. Right, okay. Because I'm in. <laughs> so. I'm listening. <laughs> What's wrong? Sorry, James, one second. What? She's just visualising a handshake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ricky Norwood's in. Yeah. I thought a new radical format. So I just thought instead of doing a, a story at the top, I put like lots of talking points from mm. the from the week. So like, was the BBC right to fire Danny Baker? Yeah, um, good idea. Uh, Very good idea. And then just yeah. do that at the beginning, yeah. and then we can see yeah. what picks up traction. So that's for the first bit. And you thought that up yourself. I know, I thought, I know, I know. Gosh. I've become very creative lately. Yeah, you have. Going to New York's obviously done you a power of good. Mm. Uh, one thing I would quite like to talk about is uh, the the uh, Church of England and they're uh, more interested in their own image than uh, sorting out uh, sexual deviance and also okay. scientists deciding that they're going to try and yeah. refreeze the polar caps. Free the what? Polar caps? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, also, I think you'll like this. Students studying at the University of Bristol are going to be offered lessons in happiness, which will count towards their degrees. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm recording all of this conversation because I'm in the middle of doing my podcast, but it's okay. Only bits of it will go out. That's so annoying. All right, well, do you think this is interesting to the listener? <laughs> well, it will be when we f*** around with it, yes. <laughs> anyway, so um, there's that, mm. um, the lessons in happiness, Church of England, and the defreezing. Yeah, That's the refreezing, re yeah. The refreezing. Refreezing, yeah. It? And then lots of, lots of talking points at the beginning to get people calling in and talking about it with Ricky and then Hannah Hope's coming in for the last hour. Oh, lots and lots of talking good, points. Good, 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 good. Lots yeah. of talking points. All right, okay, don't repeat yourself. <laughs> All right, well, it sounds, it sounds very good. Right, well, that's fine. Well done me. Yeah, well done you. Thank you. And you see how easy right. it is to be a producer on the radio. That's all <laughs> you have to do. All right, then, James. We'll have a good, uh, have a good podcast. Yep. See you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. So a £60 fine for a loaf of bread. I mean, f you might as well just fuck off the high streets because, quite frankly, if you want to save the high streets, you don't need to get that woman, what was her name, Mary 
potash or something. You All you need to do is make sure there is enough parking in our local high streets and our villages so that we can go and go to the shops and spend money in the shops and not worry about being given a fine. Because I'm going to tell you that I am going to the supermarket where I can park for free. I am sick of it. Because what will happen is some knotty-nosed little twat will come up and try and stick a ticket on my car and I will end up getting into a really serious argument and probably end up in prison. I'm sick of it. I am sick of it because we are trying to make this a better place to live, yet you employ people to go around and harass us as we're going around our daily work. Stop it. You're ruining the economy and you are ruining the culture of this country by your stupidity. You people who go into public service, politicians, local councillors, you all need to be woken up. It's our fault because we should be standing and beating people like you and doing the, the, what needs to be done. Do you want to ruin this country? The fact is you've used too much of our tax money for ingratiating yourselves. Oh, we don't get paid. You get expenses. You spend things on, on, on total unnecessary stuff. It's, it's got to change. The way we run our democracy has got to change. I can't believe that we can't go to where we live without being harassed by some scruffy, and they are scruffy-looking pillock, in a uniform, sticking tickets on your car, photographing it. I'm f***ing fed up with it. Take note. Did you finish the loaf of bread? No, threw it away in disgust. Yeah, you know, I would have eaten every single slice to get my 60 quid's worth. Yeah, no, I got too angry. Mm. When I get too angry, I, just, I can't control myself when I get too angry. Have you noticed all these social, what do they call them, enforcement, I don't call them parking, enforcement officers that every local authority seems to employ? Yeah. And they go around harassing you. So you can't go to your local village or your local high street without having to, to worry where you're parking. I have a private car park. Well, you are a cunt. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we talk about Freddie Starr, who's, uh, who's just died? Fre f funny, I knew Freddie quite well. Yeah. And he was mad. Yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, I know. He, w he could be very, very funny, but uh, he could also be quite embarrassing. I went to a celebration of his 50 years in showbiz in Manchester, and uh, it was bizarre, to say the least. Absolutely bizarre. I said the word cut, and that's what reminded me, because it was his favourite word. Yes. Now I have to beat that one out as well. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's move on. Right, okay. Uh, Paul Potty Potts, what have I got in my mouth? Uh, a vacuous nothing. Uh, Gene Matheson, pink or purple bubble bath? Uh, purple. Steve Jones, which is the quickest way to San Jose? Uh, if you go down the road, turn left, third on the right, fourth on the left, round the roundabout, and uh, then drive up the hill. And when you get to the top of the hill, you better park the car, and then you can walk up the footpath and it's there. I think it's a trick question because I think he's expecting me to say San Jose. Really? Yeah, I think so. Are you living your own little world, don't you? Carry on. Uh, Stuart Clark, would you say hello back to me? <laughs> Honestly, Rob, did you have to do that? <laughs> Jess Gardner, if you were Danny Baker's boss, would you have sacked him? Yeah. 
Judy Barton, what law, if you could, would you change and why? Well, I think I've just been on about it. I would stop this imposing parking fines on people going to do their shopping in their local high streets. I would make every village and every high street free to park. Towns, you've got car parks. Uh, cities, you've got parking. I'd make it cheaper. But, you know, stopping us going and being able to to use our high streets or our villages, I think, is a national catastrophe. Daniel Seb. Erton. Yeah. Hi, James. Have you ever done a bungee jump or a parachute jump? Yeah. Uh, Rob James. If pubs don't serve drunk people, why do McDonald's serve fat people? Well, so far, there's no law against being fat. Is there a law against being drunk? Yeah, of course there is. Oh. Drunk and disorderly, you can get put in, uh, in inside for until you sober up. Yeah, quite right. Okay. Being fat... Maybe there should be a law about uh, being fat, but uh, so far I don't think there is. Uh, Susie Mills, hi, James. Would you like a female assistant? I have a good radio voice. Would you like to interview me? Yeah, let's uh, get her on the show next week. Uh, Chris Beddows, do you get out of your hot tub to pee? Yes. Uh, Isabel Colgate, um, hopefully we'll get a share of the... uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I keep reading her questions out every week. Hopefully that we might... uh... She's the heiress to the uh, yep. toothpaste fortune, isn't she? At least an electric toothbrush would be nice. Mm. Okay, go on. Which is best, Hoover or dust first when doing housework? Uh, I would dust first because you will disturb some of the dust and then after you've done the dusting, uh, I would Hoover. I always use a damp duster, by the way. Spray it first with some Mr Sheen, but that's not an advert. Spray it with some water. Oh, I like to put a bit, a bit of Mr. Sheen in the duster, and then as you wipe, you have that nice smell. Yeah, well, I do that. I do that with my wooden work surfaces in the kitchen. I spray some of that sort of bee, uh, honey kind of bee, whatever, wood preserve. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Just, just polish yeah. the tops, yeah. Yeah, okay. Are we finished? Uh, one, I've got one more. Uh, Peter, okay, go on. Pete Dix. Unfortunate name, go on. If Mama hadn't had 14 children, would Papa have stayed at home, depriving O.C. Smith of a hit record? No, he would have made a hit record about something else. That is all we have time for this week. Good. Thank you very much indeed. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Tell your friends. Don't forget, visit the uh, website, jameswellradio.co.uk. Or if you want, uh, why not get in touch, as everybody has, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And, uh, of course, you could text me at uh, James Whale Radio. No, hang on. What is it? Uh, James, what is it? The uh, I forget all the time. Well, you were right. Radio at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. Radio at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And the website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Yeah, you should have just gone with your gut. I should. I should have done that a lot. I should do that a lot. Uh, okay, bud. Um, I'm going. I've got lots to do. <clears throat> Right, well, I'll go off now and practice my grip.
to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.